Good morning, and peace be with you. Um, I believe Daryl has the announcements this morning. Uh, no, I, he doesn't because I had the wrong bulletin, didn't I? Where's Ed? Anyway, um, before we get into uh, whoever's going to do the announcements this morning, other than me, um, I want to let you know that uh, uh, the, the way to increase our faith, you know this, is by what? Hearing the... And those that are in the Bible study during uh, the week on Tuesday uh, will recognize Acts chapter 6, today's uh, uh, epiphany, uh, epistle rather, uh, from uh, Luke, uh, describing the stoning of Stephen. So um, that ought to put a smile on your face if you're at the... Uh, uh, study on Tuesday because we went over it and you are experts on this topic now. So without further ado, I am not sure who's doing the uh, announcements. Who does it say in the upper right hand corner of your bulletin? It does say Daryl. Okay. Well, um, I'll do your announcements. Can I have that? I'm sorry, you're going to volunteer? Thanks, Bob. morning. Hopefully I have the announcements in here. It is the blue sheet. Cool. Good morning, everyone. Excuse me while I put these on. All right. <clears throat> okay. This, uh, for missions this month, we have the Orangewood Children's Home. Uh, it's operated by Orange County Social Services and provides a safe haven for neglected and abused children. Where, where is that? Does anybody know? Okay, I was thinking of the one down on Talbert. Okay. And as always, we have an invitation to sit and be fit. It's Tuesdays at 10 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall for fitness class. So I know that there's some participants here. And Bible study um, is at noon on Tuesdays, so it follows sit and be fit. And uh, again, I think I have some loyal members in, in attendance. Uh, the men's Bible study, of which I'm a member, uh, we meet every Saturday at 8 a.m. Um, donuts are usually served um, <laughs> and, uh, and eaten. Um, the praise is uh, on page five in your bulletin. You'll see that those who need prayer and something new, a, a place to praise our Savior, Lord and Savior. If you would like your praises published in the bulletin, please write or email them to Ashley. Uh, any upcoming events, uh, please mark your calendars and uh, tell your friends, Nick uh, Gal Galanitis, how do you pronounce that? I'm, anyway, well, he will be back with us uh, June the 3rd. That's a Saturday at 2 p.m. for a piano concert. And worship assistance, well, we can, you know, we can always use those. We're very grateful for those of you who do show up and, uh, and participate, as well as, as <laughs> in attendance, of course. And music, we're, um, we are grateful for, uh, for Nick and organist Diane, 
Uh, if you have any special music requests, uh, again, please see Ashley or, or contact her. And again, uh, please consider reaching out to our homebound members. Um, there's an updated list of addresses and phone numbers available in the narthex. And our council, uh, please play, <laughs> pray for us. Um, it's, uh, we can use all the help and, and, uh, and inspiration that you can provide. Uh, church office hours, uh, I think we all know them, but there's Tuesday through Thursday, 9 through 3. And uh, Pastor Ken is, is with us uh, Tuesday, Thursday, 10 to 2. In the office, that is. And if you have a prayer request, please fill out one of the cards that's available in the narthex. They're blue. And, um, and then we leave, I'll leave you with this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, uh, 6 through 7. Thank you. Um, next week, uh, for the rest of the month, the next three uh, Sundays, we will have music. It'll be Diane the next two weeks, and then followed by Nick uh, the last uh, Sunday of this uh, month. So today is the last day of pre-recorded music. The song is called Thy Word. Is a lamp unto 
please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Alleluia. 
Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Oh God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise. That among the many changes of this world, our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 through 9, chapter 7, verse 2, and verses 51 through 60. And this can be found on page 1700 in your Pew Bible. This uh, deals with the assignment of the Apostle Stephen and his eventual martyrdom for his faith in Christ. Acts 6, beginning with the first verse. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch to convert to Judaism. 
a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Sicilia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen. To this he replied, Brothers and sisters, listen to me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. You stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You're just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him, you who have received the law that was given through angels but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at his right hand. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Next, we will read responsively Psalm 146, and it's printed in your bulletin on page six. This psalm is one that, uh, that emphasizes trusting in the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. 
The epistle this morning is taken from Peter's first letter uh, to the newly converted Christians. This is found in the uh, chapter 2, verses 2 through 10, and can be found on page 1888 in your pew Bible. 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning with the second verse. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John from the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning comes from John chapter 14 verses 1 through 14 and can be found on page 1675 of your Pew Bible. John records, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you really know me, 
you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son, and you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Coming home for the holidays is a wonderful tradition that many families enjoy. The hosts often have a wonderful time with their children their grandchildren, and even great-grandchildren. Additionally, the returning children, well, they enjoy a few days away from the frustrations of the rat race of a job and the other responsibilities of the world. Often, siblings who at one time were at each other's throats in childhood now find friendship and brotherly love as adults. It is a time to leave troubles behind. There is rest, there is quiet, and a low level of anxiety. Let me ask you, what is it like for those of you who host these reunions? Are you busy cleaning up the spare bedroom, stocking up food, preparing meals for two dozen instead of maybe just two? Do you find yourself cooking foods that your doctor doesn't allow you to eat? What do you do to prepare your house for family to come and visit? Is there 
joy in the preparation due to the anticipation of the family reunion? In many ways, many ways, the joy and happiness and love of a family get-together reminds me of the paradise that awaits all believers. On the other hand, here on earth, there are some glaring differences with heaven. That is to say that some reminders that there exist, some reminders that we are still in this sinful world. Let me explain. Because during these reunions, the younger grandchildren might fight over toys and get cranky at bedtime. And sometimes people get sick and need to see the doctor. And many times things don't go exactly according to plan. Most of all, the family reunion is different from the reunion in heaven because here on earth, the clock, the clock still ticks. And time comes when the families must all say their goodbyes and return to the tension and the stress of living in this fallen world. The clock also ticks in another way. The time comes when the family gets together and someone's missing. A long Lingering illness takes one of the matriarchs or patriarchs of the clan. Automobile accidents, injuries, or even tragic random acts of violence mean that even the younger members of the family can go missing. And it is at those times the words that Jesus shared with his disciples in the upper room those words can be of a great, great comfort. For Jesus said, In my Father's house are many rooms. And these words remind us that heaven is the place where we experience the perfect love of God. It is the perfection of things that are far beyond even the best experiences on this earth. It is the place of perfect rest and perfect peace. The clock has no power in heaven, for heaven never ends. And there is no parting, no death. Heaven is rightly called eternal life. Now, at the risk of sounding like an infomercial, I am going to say, yes, I am. But wait, there's more. Not only does the Father have a room for you, not only has Christ prepared that room so that it is uniquely perfect for you, you don't have to wait until you die and go to heaven to receive the blessings the blessings of the special place in your Father's house. Christ is giving you the blessing of that special place right 
now. Jesus said this, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. When the Holy Spirit works faith in our hearts and gives us the knowledge of Jesus, we also receive knowledge of the Father. We know that God is with us in all things and at all times. And when the evil forces of this world attack our houses here on this earth, we know that the God of all things is with us to sustain us in our times of travel, <laughs> trial and travel. When illnesses or injuries knock us down, God is with us to carry us through the ordeal. Many of you have experienced that. God with you in those health crises. When the clock ticks down to the end and death stands at our door, Christ is there to take us to our Father's house because Jesus has prepared a room in our Father's house. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit will be with us through all time and through all eternity. Now, not only shall we live in our Father's house, but he will also be with us while we wait here on earth. Unfortunately, heaven is not the only possible destination for those who leave this world. There is another destination where the clock has no power, and that place is the damnation of things that are far worse than even the worst experience here on earth. It is a place of eternal separation from God, for Jesus himself will say to those who go to this place, this place in Matthew 7, verse 11, he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Depart from me. This place has no rest and no peace. There is the pain of grief. There is the pain of pain. There's sorrow and there's suffering and there's death. But there is no final release or escape from this eternal process of dying. As God said through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 66, 24, he talks about the worm. It says, their worm shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. And many times Jesus himself said in Matthew 8, 12, and 13, 42, in 50 and 22:13 he says in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth hell is rightly called eternal death now billions of people on this planet believe that there is some sort of existence after death most of them believe that there is some system of justice beyond this life. 
And while there are many different ideas about the nature of that justice, the agreement is on one thing. That is this, that the rewards of heaven are infinitely preferable to the punishments of hell. The one really important question among all people is this, how can I have the assurance that I will go to heaven when my time here is over? Now, you can come to an earthly family reunion from many different directions, from the north, from the south, from the east to the west, and all points in between. You can take back roads, and you can take state highways and interstates, and even if you get a little bit lost along the way, you can still recover and find the family reunion safely. Now, sin, death, and Satan want us to believe that there are also many ways to get to heaven. For example, there are people that I've spoken with that claim to have their own personal spirituality. Have you ever heard somebody say that? I have my own personal spirituality. And that is this. This is the theology that works for them as well. Often there is the caveat, though, the caveat that they should not be judged. And there are others that take bits and parts of the Holy Bible to uphold as truth while ignoring other truths by stating the Bible was meaningful for the times in which it was written. But were it written today, it would be much different. Still others believe that there are thousands of gods all over the world and that at some point in your life you must choose one and worship him, her, or it. And when I tell people like this, I tell them that my God died for me on a cross and then rose from the dead. Well, some smile, nod, with a kind of good for you type of way. And others, well, they respond with offense or even derision. And unfortunately, most never quite get the idea that the God I worship is the true, the only true God and our only way of salvation. The world wants us to believe that our eternal destiny is like a religious smorgasbord from which we get to pick and choose and that one religion is just as good as another. This goes back quite a while, but way back when, I noticed the attitude like this in news coverage. Back when Pope John Paul II died in 2005, or Benedict died in 2013, there was a whole lot of news about it. Do you remember? We got to see, you know, the ins and outs of uh, replacing a pope. There was a great deal of praise for these men and the work that they did to bring unity to the world. 
And the news commentators even suggested that these are great men, great popes. Even Pope Francis too led the, the Roman Catholic Church to acknowledge the religion of Islam. The Vatican acknowledge, acknowledges the religion of Islam. And it quickly became obvious that these commentators, they don't really care if a pope is right or wrong. Their only concern was that the popes advance the cause of tolerance in this world. And they were interested in lowering the standards of faith so that every religious philosophy stood on an equal footing with all of the others. In fact, as far as the world is concerned, the only wrong religions are the religions that claim to be the exclusive way to salvation. The world's view is exactly the opposite of what Jesus told his disciples. And he said this, you know this. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through me. The only one who can take us to the Father's house is the Son who comes from that house. And Jesus Christ is that Son. He is the way to the Father. He is the truth that keeps us on that way. He is the life that is the destination of that way. And without Jesus, there is no way None to the Father. And without Jesus, there is no saving truth. And without Jesus, there is no spiritual life. Jesus is not just one of many ways to the Father. He is the only way to the Father. He is the beginning. He is the middle. He is the destination of our faith. Any, any religion that is not based on the person and of the work of Jesus Christ is, is false. And it leads to eternal suffering in hell. Now it may seem that I am getting repetitive. I hope you don't think that I'm being mean. But the reason I'm being repetitive is this, is that it is because it is so easy for us to forget the teaching. We want to get along. We don't want to make waves. We are so tempted to believe that a person's salvation is based on a person's work, how nice they are. You've heard this, maybe even said it. I know I have. But how often do we say or hear something like this? Surely God has a special place for her. She gives so much to the hungry. Or something like, I know God has a 
special place for him because he is always ready to help out when there is need. Or, she sure worked so hard to raise those kids. I know that God has a special reward just for her, and so forth. Now listen, God may indeed, he may indeed have a special place for these people. I believe he does. But it will be because of the work of Jesus Christ and not because of anything they have done. At first, this may sound like it is all law. No gospel. But Christ's teaching really is the good news. It is the gospel, his teaching. Jesus Christ did not say, we are the way, the truth, and the life. If he'd said that, that'd be pure law. It really would. And if it were true, we would all be doomed if we were the way. Instead, Jesus said that this, I am the way and the truth and the life. It is Jesus who makes it possible for us to call God our Father and to have a room in his house. Now, how did Jesus do that? Well, he left his father's house, and he came to earth to do the works of his father. And while he was here, he took on human nature, and he lived a righteous life under the authority of the law. He allowed the authorities to arrest him, to torture him, and to put him on a cross. And by doing these things, he satisfied his father's wrath, his righteous wrath that was against us for our sin. And this is how we became, this is how he became, the way for us to enter his father's house. And we have confidence that he is the way because, well, because he rose from the dead. And this is the reason that he could say, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you will be also. His resurrection assures us that we shall rise from a death, and that he will take us to live with him. Boy, what, what gracious, comforting words Jesus shared with his disciples in that upper room on the evening before he went to the cross, on the night in which he was betrayed. His words are full of comfort and reassurance, and how gracious it is of Christ to prepare a uniquely perfect room for every one of us in his Father's house. Yesterday, Tracy and I got to see a unique, perfect room in her sister's house. All the kids have moved out. They've taken over their rooms, and they made guest rooms and prepared them perfectly for guests to come. It, it uh, really hit me hard preparing for this. How comforting it is to know that Jesus will bring us to his Father's house safely because he himself is the way. 
And how reassuring it is to know that Jesus is the full presence of God with us. And most of all, how wonderful it is to know that Jesus' perfect life, Jesus' sacrificial death, and glorious resurrection mean that his Father is also our Father, and his Father's house is also our eternal home. In the name of Jesus, amen. Shall pray. 
praise Him forevermore. Blessed Redeemer, precious Redeemer, seems now I see Him on Calvary's tree, wounded and bleeding, for sinners pleading, blind and unheeding, dying for me. Please stand if you're able. Let us all together confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, through the power of Christ's resurrection, you adopt all who believe in him. Receive us as your newborn children and nourish our faith through the pure spiritual milk of your word that we may dwell in your presence forever. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, you have promised to build up your church to be a holy priesthood, that your people might offer spiritual sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving acceptable to you. Bless your church and bring all congregations together Bless all pastors who proclaim Christ to us. Bless church workers and those preparing for full-time church vocations that we may be supplied with faithful leaders and servants of your word. Lord, in your mercy. And Heavenly Father, build up the households of your people that your holy children, begotten in baptism, may grow in your grace and share together in your forgiveness and life. Lord, in your mercy. 
Holy God, your power brought all things into being and still preserves what you have made. Bless Joseph, our president, and the Congress of these United States. Bless Gavin, our governor, and all elected and appointed civil servants. Lead them to honor you and your purpose, establishing order and justice, encouraging virtue, and protecting all life. Give them wisdom and moderation to lead for the well-being of the nation. Lord, in your mercy, merciful Heavenly Father, for the sake of your dear Son, who has restored all things by his cross, grant healing and comfort and deliverance and peace to those in need. Bless the sick, the sorrowing, the anxious, the fearful, the homebound, the homeless, the dying, and all who have requested our prayers, those who we bring out before you out loud or in our hearts right now. The family of Stephen, friend of Tim and Paula. And at the last, give them entrance into your heavenly kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, Father of the risen Christ, you give us the crucified and risen body and blood of our Lord in this holy supper. Let us taste that the Lord is good and continually grow up unto salvation. Lord, in your mercy. And Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your servant, St. Stephen, whom your Son has received into his glory. May we imitate him in faith and love to speak your truth with boldness, forgiving those who sin against us as Christ forgave his persecutors from the cross. And when our last hour comes, let us fall asleep in him and be born into eternal life for the sake of him who was born into our flesh to redeem it, even Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is 
right and salutary to that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and ever-living God. But chiefly, we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of our Lord, for he is the true Passover Lamb who gave himself to take away our sin who by his death has destroyed death, and by his rising has brought us to eternal life. And so, with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with the earth and sea and all their creatures, and with angels and archangels and cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name. And we join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the Name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Luther said if you don't have communion, the sacrament of the altar, uh, you don't have a church. And he's right. We celebrate what Christ did for us. And this means of grace that imparts grace, rescues you from sin, death, and the devil through simple elements, which he promises that he is there. He didn't say, this is kind of like my body. He didn't say this is symbolic of my blood. He said, this is. And now how does he do it? Well, as Lutherans, we can say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but he says he is. He's there. He's in it, on it, above it, below it, on either side. And it isn't just the wafers, and it just isn't just the juice, but it's your faith 
the Word of God, the powerful Word of God, the Holy Spirit that combines to make this efficacious. Now, if that is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward. God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good, so good. all the time. Through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. God is good. All the time. God is good. All the time. Put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good. All the time. Through the darkest night. Light will shine, God is good, God is good, all the time. If you're walking through the valley, there are shadows all around. Do not fear, He will guide you, He will keep you safe and sound. He has promised never leave you or forsake you and his word is true god is good all the time he put a song of praise in this heart of mine god is good all the time through the darkest night his light will shine god is good 
nations will see your glory Many rooms, one waiting for each of us at God's appointed time. Not a moment before, and absolutely not late. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Go tell 